Hello, fellow Panther fans, and welcome to episode three of the Indoor Cats podcast. I'm your host, Rod Villagomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the show on Twitter at Indoor Cats Pod. And listen, this week I will start an Instagram account for it. So <laughs> look for Indoor Cats podcast on Instagram coming up this week. Maybe by the time the show is out, I'll have it set up, but uh, we'll try to do stuff with Instagram. All right. Great, 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 great show for you today. We have head football coach Kurt Bryan on the show to talk about uh, everything Panthers. So I cannot wait for you to get there. Uh, so we are just going to go ahead and start the show. Uh, I can't wait. So let's go. There was some exciting news that was dropped uh, just today, actually. Uh, this is, what, December the 4th. And uh, as you'll hear this, it'll be December the 5th. So uh, tickets, ticket announcement. So there is going to be single tickets on sale December 11th. And, of course, season tickets as well uh, for the Panthers. And I got to tell you, again, we, we talked about the things to get excited about, right? This is another one of those things to get excited about. You can actually start buying your your tickets for the Oakland Panthers games. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to coach Brian later in the show, but there really is not a bad seat in the house. If you're talking about arena football, indoor football, it just, it, it lends itself to being able to watch the action up close and personal. And, you know, there are some very affordable prices for these, um, for these seats. And, and we'll go into here in a second, but you know, it, it is a very great way to spend a Saturday evening uh you know and, and watching some football and i encourage you if you have not uh, you know if you've never seen an indoor game get out to one um like we said there's some and i'll go over the prices right now to tell you about how much to expect to spend when you're going out to watch these games so uh in the seating area for this uh, if you want to sit in the panthers pit that is a general admission standing room only. Um, and that Panthers pit looks like it is um, right there actually behind one of the uh, far ends, the north end of the arena. Um, it's a standing room only spot and it's actually right behind the the end zone. So you're going to get some uh, you're really going to get some activity uh, if you're in this and it's only fifteen dollars. $15 to stand in the Panthers pit. Um, and the reason that it's, it's so inexpensive is because you're going to be standing the whole time. But listen, I got to tell you, when you're right up that close to the action, $15 is just, it's worth standing for. Uh, so you get yourself in the Panthers pit for 15 bucks. If you would like to buy an entire season of that, um, that'll be $105. Um, that's the season ticket price, and it's $15 per, or $15 per game. Um, so basically just buying out a full, a full uh, season of that. If you want to sit in the corners, which of course they are corners, uh, that's your 117, 118, 112, 111, 103, 104, uh, 125, 26. Uh, and it also looks like 106, 109 are in that corners area. Uh, that is also $15. So if you want, if you don't want to stand, <laughs> In the Panthers pit, but you want to sit uh, in one of those corners for fifteen dollars. Uh, that is certainly an option for you, and, and that, of course, also is one hundred and five dollars for full season tickets. Now, remember, this is seven games. Um, actually, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Yeah, seven games uh, worth of a season ticket. So you definitely—I mean, this is a great deal. 
just an absolutely great deal uh, for season tickets for one ticket. Uh, if you want to sit in the end zones, uh, right, this is like 119 to 124 and 105, 107, 108, and 110. Uh, those are only $20, $20 a ticket to sit in the end zone. Uh, it, that You can't, just can't beat that at all. And that's just to go in there and watch the game. I mean, this is... You know, prime seating for for a, a field that's only 50 yards long. So you can imagine, you know, if you go to an NFL game and you're sitting on one of the end zones, if you're trying to catch the action on the far end zone, it's not quite as easy to see um, as it would be with this indoor game where you're right up on the action and you literally can see 50 yards away and you're not trying to bust out your binoculars to catch what's going on on the other end of the field. So, And then, of course, it all happens so fast, so it's going to be on your side more than it's going to not. So, um, you know, for 20 bucks to sit in an end zone, it's, it's not bad at all. Um, so I highly suggest that. And then the sidelines row 17 through 23. Um, those are going to be $25. And again, it's not, you know, if you sit in that 115, 114 section, right on the 25 yard line, 115 is, is, uh, and 128 are right on the 25 yard line, which is midfield, obviously. Um, you know, and you sit in row seven, you know, you're sitting in row 17, rather it's sitting in row 17. That's still not bad for a, a indoor game. Uh, so that's $25, 140 for full season tickets. Um, that's about $20 per game. So definitely something to, to look into. Um, and the, we're talking season tickets, folks, $140 for the entire season to watch a game. I just, that's, that's, it's just, it boggles my mind because there's so many other, uh, you know, teams and, and, and sports that you have to pay twice or three times that for these season tickets. So, um, I would definitely take advantage of this if, if uh, I were you, um, sideline rows six to 16. Uh, so this is a little bit closer to the action, uh, not quite up close and personal, but very close. Uh, those are $50 a ticket. So if you want to get a little closer to the action, you know, row six, uh, and, and beyond up into 16, that's a, that's $50. So that'll be $280 actually, if you buy it as a season ticket, um, you know, it's about $40 a game. So if you want to sit on what they call the sideline row, which is row two to five, that is $75 and that's two to five in the 116 through 113 and then 102, 101, 128, 127. Uh, part of the arena so on either end of it but uh, row six through six or i'm sorry row two through five we're talking about the sideline row um the seating maps and all that are on the the website so go to oakland-panthers.com slash tickets and you'll see um you'll see what i'm talking about uh but if you know the oakland arena and and you can make a little visual of what i'm talking about then then you know all the better uh and then for the prime seating and we're talking like right against the wall row one uh in in the sections on the side you know the 127 128 101 102 uh and then 116 15 14 and 13 uh those are 95 dollars. but i'm telling you right now that those are right there and again your chances of being able to keep a souvenir ball from that uh you certainly i think they're very good so if you buy yourself a 95 dollar ticket you could probably end up thinking that you're going to get a ball out of that too so it's it's solely worth it if you want you know not to necessarily buy the ball but get it for free kind of as a as a um 
as a souvenir, then uh, $95 is worth it. But here's the thing, right? I mean, just just do it once. You don't even have to do it every game if, if you're you know not necessarily in a financial position to be able to do it every game. Just do it once. Treat yourself once, and then you know get the rest of the season uh, as a, as a season ticket in in you know one of the other sections. But um, yeah, do yourself a favor and sit on the on the actual side, uh, right against the wall, just once, just once, because then you can have a, a good time. And uh, again, you can keep the ball. That's that's even better. So uh, again, these season tickets, they're guaranteed seat locations. So you, whatever you buy, it's your seat for the seven games for the 2020 regular season, which by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm sorry for the 2019 schedule. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, when you have an editor or you don't have an editor and you just try to get everything out and you want to, uh, you want to get it out there and it's late at night. Uh, yeah, those things are going to happen. So no, 2020 uh, is when the Panthers take the field. Uh, plus with those season tickets, you get two free ticket vouchers good for any Oakland Panther home game. Um, and that means you can take a couple extra friends with you uh, to one of the games. Plus, you get entered into exclusive prize drawing uh, that you'll get announced over the PA or the scoreboard. 10% off of all Oakland Panthers merchandise on game days at the Oakland Arena. You get priority purchase on playoffs and season ticket renewals. Plus, you get the option to purchase one discounted season parking pass. So, all good things there. And again, it's exciting because now here come the ticket sales. Now you can actually um, buy tickets for all of those home games. And, you know, you get Iowa, Duke City, Arizona, um, Spokane Shock, San Diego, uh, the Green Bay Blizzard. I mean, all these great teams that are going to be coming into Oakland, um, you know, you certainly want to uh, be there for those. And and I guarantee you right now you're going to have a lot of fun, especially watching a couple of these new teams like uh, Duke City, um, you know, or, or the Quad City, rather, the, the Gladiators. Those guys, um, they're brand new. You know, Duke City Gladiators, and and you're gonna see a new team going up a new team going up against a new team, um, and so yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But anyways, tickets are on sale. Like I said, if you want to find out more, go to Oakland-Panthers.com/tickets. Find out more, and then on December 11th, once you're uh, ready to click that buy button, I'm sure they will have it set up for you. Uh, and and of course, if you want to be a season ticket holder, they will certainly hook you up with that. So. Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. So, all right. Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get going with our talk with coach Kurt Bryan. He's got a lot of great things to say, and I know Oakland Panthers fans are going to want to hear him. So, uh, here's coach joining me on the line right now, a very special guest. We have the head football coach of the Oakland Panthers. It is Kurt Bryan. Kurt, thank you so much coach for joining the show. Oh, my, my pleasure, Rod. And we're excited. And, uh, Everybody out there in Oakland and the East Bay and the Bay Area that loves football, uh, we're going to bring an exciting show to Oakland Arena. We can't wait for uh, Saturday night, March 14th, against the Iowa Barnstormers. Boy, you just you just launched. You know exactly what you're trying to get across, and you're just jumping right into it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're pumped. We're excited. The players are excited. And, of course, the coaches and everybody affiliated with our organization behind the scenes and out front, they're, they're jacked up and ready to roll. So let's start this conversation like you've started many. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, folks, if you have not had a chance, and I said this on the last show, and I'll say it again, if you haven't had a chance, go to the Oakland Panthers YouTube channel and watch the interviews. Uh, it's the head ball coach himself. He's, he's talking to the players. Uh, so let me ask you what you ask them so many times. What was it like when you first got that call telling you uh, or, or letting you know that you're going to be the Oakland Panthers head coach? 
Great question. Uh, you know, a, a dream come true. Um, you know, you work so hard and you, you sacrifice so many things with so many people and you're not guaranteed anything and you, you keep going for it. And then when you get something like that presented after years and years of hard work and planning and preparation, it's a, it's a pinch yourself kind of moment. And obviously talked it over with my wife and, and, uh, we really looked at a lot of different things and it was a no brainer after everything was presented the way their vision and my vision and what we wanted to bring to Oakland were identical. So it, it turned out really well. So you got your start uh, in coaching in high school, correct? You coached Piedmont for a, a pretty decent amount of time, right? Yeah, actually, you know, the funny story is my first ever coaching job uh, was a senior. I was a senior in high school at Piedmont. And on the day of the annual powder puff girls football game, the senior girls came to me and said, our coaching staff quit on the morning of the game. Will you please be our coach? And the game was that night. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, well, yeah, let me put a staff together. So I got a couple of buddies. We drew up some index cards, X's and O's. We practiced with the girls at lunchtime. And then uh, we went out and won the game that night under the lights. And my joke to this day is I should have retired one and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made the stats a lot better off, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was great. So um, um, then obviously um, after going to uh, Chico State University where I started coaching as an intern and then Chico High as the passing game coordinator across the street from Chico State, then I returned to my alma mater and started coaching there. And I was there two stints a total of 15 years uh, offensive coordinator. And then of course a head coach there, a total of nine years at Piedmont in two different eras. So your time at Piedmont now look, okay. So, so the indoor game in and of itself is already a, a huge departure. I think from uh, what most people are used to watching on Sundays, as far as strategy and even players on the field and stuff, but go back a little bit to your Piedmont days, because you actually, you, you delved into some alternative strategy in football as well there too. Did you not? Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. And in, in 2007, uh, my offensive coordinator and I, uh, Steve Humphreys, a great coach, great innovative mind. We were looking at ways to offset a, a much bigger and stronger opponents that we normally faced at Piedmont. Piedmont, you know, great school, great community, not exactly known as a football power um, and, and more smaller type athletes in general. So I walked into his back then apartment in San Francisco on a cold, rainy December night in 06, and he had the, uh, what we call the base formation in the A11 offense. And it was a center and a guard on each side, two quarterbacks in the shotgun formation, and then three athletes uh, split out to the left and three to the right in the base formation. So he gave me his ideas. I looked at it up on the whiteboard. We were talking, and I said, what about if everybody was a game-breaker instead of just having linemen out there? What about if we put game-breaking athletes out there as well? So we researched the rule book, and between that and a bunch of other things, we submitted got it approved, we created something called the A11 offense, which features fully interchangeable players on offense, regardless of jersey number. 
See, and and so then the thing about it is NASCAR, I, I equated that to NASCAR when I first read it, because, you know, those guys are always trying to find that edge of the rule book and say, OK, where can we where can we put this part to where it's not illegal, but it's not not. So uh, the rule book finally did catch up with you, didn't they? They closed that loophole. Yeah, they did. So we submitted everything in 07 for approval, formations, ideas, everything. They looked at it you know, uh, under a microscope for a long time. And they came back and said, yeah, you guys can go for it. We had no idea if it was going to work. Right. So, um, we, we started the system and then we started Owen two that year and man, it was not pretty obviously, <laughs> but, um, uh, back then the principal uh, called me and said, what do you need? And I said, one more week. We're almost there. We went on a road trip. We got the win, went on a winning streak, seven in a row, made the playoffs. All of a sudden you got, pro teams, college teams, high school teams, they're all calling, wanting game film and ideas. We created a system, uh, did playbooks and video because that's what everybody wanted. And then it just spread like wildfire nationwide. And then they changed the rules the following year. Yeah. But it's only a matter of time. The game's becoming faster and more spread out. It's not becoming slower and more condensed. Exactly. And that leads it exactly into where you're at now. You're at the indoor game. So I And I've asked this uh, of the players that I uh, talked to and interviewed when you when you equate the game that you you've coached for years, you know, out there on the the wide field, the long field, now you're in a much more confined area with fewer players on the field. What's been ex- your experience so far with the indoor game, and and what are you looking to try to accomplish out there with with a bunch of new guys that are getting together for the first year, and you being in there for the first year yourself? Yeah, and that's a great question. Well, you know, tying back to your last question, without having gone for the A11 offense. I would not have this job. So there's definitely uh, a symbiotic nature between A11 and the indoor game and, and innovation and, and being having the courage to try something new, if you will. And then as far as actually experience, so I had never been to an indoor game live uh, when this whole interview process started. So it was going well. And I said, you know, I'd really like to see an indoor game. So they brought us down to Arizona. That was on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, 2019. And it was the Nebraska danger at the Arizona Rattlers. So I was with Roy Choi and some other people down there. And what happened was I said, who is that running back and playing for Nebraska? And the player turned around and it was Devonte Sapp Lynch. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know Marshawn had a brother. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> so that whole thing started. And I turned to Roy about the end of the first quarter. I was so impressed with the athletes, the speed of the game, the crowd, the intensity, the wonderfulness, the whole thing involved in the IFL. I turned to Roy and I said, I'm in. I loved it. I could totally see uh, what he saw and what I believed we could build here in Oakland. So then after the game, Roy met Marshawn because Marshawn Lynch was at the game watching Devontae. So it was, it just kind of, it all came together. It was really a serendipitous. Yeah, I mean, and and again, when you watch the indoor game, it's 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 an eye opener for a lot of different reasons. When when people are so conditioned to the NFL, but I think what most people take away from it is the speed. I mean, yeah, okay, defenses are. I don't want to say they're an afterthought because a good defense in the indoor game can really change it. But I mean, obviously, the the corners are kind of getting burnt a little bit more because there's a lot less space. But uh, the scoring pops out at you, and just the the types of plays that they run. So when I when I saw your background and I thought, man, this guy could not be more suited for an indoor game because there's so many different formations that you can do. Obviously, a running start at the line of scrimmage. So um, this has got to be a field day for you. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you talk about innovating, let's say in the game of football, right? If you have a lot of teams in the conference that you're playing in, if a lot of teams pass, then you're considered innovative if you run the ball and, and, and stress the running game. So we're looking at it very uniquely. And the players that we are scouting, recruiting, signing, we do have a very clear vision of what we want to be as a pro football team in Oakland on March 14th and then, you know, maturing through the season. I think it's safe to say that we're going to be a little contrarian respectfully compared to the other teams in the IFL because that's what our staff feels comfortable and we think and we believe we can find a niche. So, you know, we, we've signed some players that maybe some other teams might not be interested in or they are and we got them to sign with the Panthers because of the uniqueness of what we're going to do. And let me give you an example. So they had me do a study during the interview process of all the teams in the league. And I quickly found out that the top four or five teams in the IFL from 2019 ran the ball about 50% of the time. So the running game is huge in this league. So, yeah, you can have two receivers or a back and a receiver in motion, one going forward, two going forward, or going side to side. But if you can run the ball, you can neutralize the middle of the field a little bit and it really opens up the waggles, the boots, and the play action. So we're uh, we're getting real excited as we're adding pieces to the puzzle here. We just signed our 31st player out of 40 uh, the other night. Yeah, I know. I, I'm getting more and more excited the more signings I see, and it's always uh, it's always a joy to, to watch the reactions of these guys uh, get picked up to pro football because a lot of them are coming straight out of college, and, and some of them barely have uh, you know NFL tryouts, some CFL tryouts, maybe some arena um, experience, but uh, they're all to a man just so excited to be part of pro football now, and it's uh, it's infectious. I'll tell you that right now, but. Uh, you know, you talk about the running game. Let's touch on that real quick, just because in the arena football, the running backs, I don't know how many arena football games you've watched, but in arena league, those guys are honking fullbacks. There could be linebackers, basically. And, you know, I talked to Deshaun Jones in the last show and or a couple shows ago, and I said, Deshaun, you are not the build of an arena football running back. I said, I certainly hope that the coaches uh, can find a way to to get you involved in playmaking. And for what it sounds like, um, you are going to to actually use running backs for what they're capable of rather than just big blocking fullbacks. Yeah, you're no, you're right, Rod. And what we're going to do is, so the old arena league that folded respectfully, their rules were a little bit different. So it kind of forced their hand in terms of what type of personnel they could put in the game. Whereas the IFL is just like 11-man football for the most part. So you're going to have a nice balance of run to pass. So, yeah, we're going to have a fullback. You know, we signed um, Malik McMorris that's been announced from Cal. He's a ferocious blocker. He's also got nice hands. He can catch the ball in the backfield. We're going to have uh, true tailbacks, you know, Devontae Sapp Lynch. Obviously, we signed others. And we're also looking at some other guys that have applied to be a part of the Oakland Panthers that we're going to be scouting very closely in the next couple of weeks personally. And um, if we sign these players, uh, people are going to say, whoa, uh, this, this is a, a legitimate ball player along with the other great legitimate ball players. I mean, look at the players that are coming to Oakland to play for the Panthers. There's some top talent that we're, that we're signing. Our staff is burning up the phone line. Yeah, like I said, it, it is more than exciting to watch that happen. And you talk about signing folks. How'd the, uh, how'd the last tryout session go over there in Fresno? Um, 
The last tryout say uh, that Fresno's coming up December seventh. Oh, it's seventh. I thought uh, it was the second. <laughs> the last one was in San Jose. That's right. That's right. So we have the one coming up. See, I wasn't. I was yeah. a little early, but sure. Yeah. How, are you excited that, for that one? Okay. Um, the San Jose tryout was great. We signed some nice players out of there. The Fresno tryout is our last tryout in Northern Cal in California period uh, for the 2020 season. So we expect a nice turnout. We've got a lot of pre-registered players. We have players coming in from out of the area. We have local players. We've got two or three guys that are obviously taking top. I've got the hiccups. Pardon me. Taking time off work to um, to attend the tryout. So we expect some star athletes and and real blue collar, uh, hardworking uh, athletes to show up. We're, we're looking for a mix. It's going to be really exciting at um, Clovis West High School on December seventh. Yes, yes, indeed. So, and as we've already said, and as we're going to continue to say, if you are an aspiring uh, indoor football player, if you just, I mean, if you miss football and you've been out of it for a year or two and you've been keeping in shape uh, and waiting for your opportunity, here's your opportunity. So don't sit around much longer because, again, as we talked about off air, things like this don't come around too often. You don't get a chance to be part of something brand new. And speaking of that, What's the most exciting thing for you right now going into this this brand new team, this brand new opportunity for you? What what's got you motivated right now? You know, that's a great question. When you when you're starting up a franchise, you know, everybody in the organization is wearing multiple hats. We're all doing, you know, numerous things outside of like I haven't spent one second yet on X's and O's because my staff and I are so focused on helping with the launch and, and the recruiting. Once we get our roster set, then we're going to build out our OD and special teams. So right now, your checklist of your to-do list every day, it's just, it's kind of like a stock ticker. It's constantly changing and being updated because, oh, this needs to be done or that needs to be done or Joe has this or Jane has that. So it's uh, every day is different. Um, you know, we're going after recruits hardcore. We're winning a lot of those recruiting battles, but we don't win them all. And we understand that when we don't win it and, and a player decides to go elsewhere, we wish him well. And uh, fortunately that hasn't happened too often. We're, we're doing well. So recruiting's 95% of the game right now and 5% everything else, what we have time for that we need to do. So what's it like working with Marshawn Lynch? Have you had much interaction with him? You know, um, I obviously just uh, greeted him at the uh, Nebraska, Arizona game. And then I got to know him that we had a nice meeting when, when uh, Roy Choi and, and Scott and everybody was putting the whole deal together. So I got a chance to sit down with him in that conference room, all of us, and we met for three hours. He's great. Um, he has a clear vision. He loves Oakland and the East Bay and the Bay Area. That's self-evident by what he does and what he gives back to the community. He's got a great sense of humor, a uh, sharp businessman, and he cares. He's passionate about football, especially for Oakland. I mean, it was non-negotiable for everybody in that room that the name of the team was not going to be Bay Area something or East Bay something. It was going to be Oakland something, and it turned out to be the Oakland Panthers. So his vision is exciting uh, with Roy and, and our team. He's, he's great to work with. Two things. Did he have skills at the conference? And two, uh, he actually said more than five words because he, he wasn't going to get fined in that area, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, no, he was great. He was great at the press conference. Everybody loved him, and, and uh, he was a, a, a quotable, wonderful man up there. And, you know, looking at where this franchise is going to be this time next year, um, I'm reminding people to look at the Arizona Rattlers, 23, 24 years in business. Uh, 
Look at the Iowa Barnstormers coming to Oakland, 25 years in business. Look at Sioux Falls, their 20th year in business this year. So uh, there's um, a nice blueprint for us building this brand, laying the foundation, and imagine where this thing's going to be a year from now, and let alone five, 10 years from now. Well, and you got to be a little encouraged by the success that the San Jose Sabercats had, you know, in their spurts of, of uh, arena football and obviously the championships that they brought with them. So, you know, there's a market for this in the Bay Area and, you know, there's people that are going to want to watch this incarnation of uh, a pro football team there uh, playing indoors. That, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. And yeah, you're right. The Sabercats drew very well. And, you know, you kind of track their history and they, they kind of peaked before the Niners moved from San Francisco to Santa Clara. And then the AFL changed their rules and did those things. But, um, you know, when the Raiders actually move out of Oakland and they're gone for good, remember, they've moved now, or will have moved twice in my lifetime. Right? <laughs> no one expected that if you grew up in this area. So once the Raiders pack up and are gone, imagine the void that the Oakland Panthers are going to fill for thousands of football fans that have nowhere to go, want a great local team that's not going to move respectfully. I say that because, you know, we're not denigrating the Raiders. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be great. It, it's going to be Oakland's team. It's going to be the Bay Area's team that's not moving. We're here to stay. And the great part about it, it's inside. So the weather has zero bearing over any of this. <laughs> weather's always good, man. The weather's always good in the IFL. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling yeah. you, it, it's the- great. Yeah, something else that's exciting about this league is, you know, we are now the second longest running pro football league in America behind the NFL. Oh, yeah. So we're going into our 12th year. Obviously, Spokane's in now. Uh, Duke City Gladiators from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Very good franchise they're in. Uh, obviously, the league just announced Frisco, Dallas. So that's where the Cowboys facility is. Uh, so that's the 13th team. Our league is phenomenal. And this is, this is what I want to ask of the fans. Come out to a game. Enjoy it. The ticket prices are really, really modest. I think the fans are going to be pleasantly surprised when they see that the average ticket is 25 bucks. You can bring a family of three, four, five people. Have a great Saturday night. Uh, you can tailgate. Wait till you see it live. It is awesome. And when the footballs go into the stands, you get to, you get to keep the football. <laughs> yeah, I did say that too, because arena football and that indoor football game, if that, that ball's live and it's yours, if it lands in your lap or in your drink, they don't buy you another one, but at least you get to keep the ball for it. Yeah, the, the joke is that when the ball goes into the stands, you get to keep the ball. But when the player goes into the stands, please send him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get to keep him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited that the, the players were signing great athletes, um, good people in the community. By the way, we're recruiting three things. So the three things we're recruiting in the athletes that we're actually signing, um, and they're non-negotiable, and that is a great leader, a great talent, and that we don't have to babysit you off the field. These are pro athletes. Um, We're going to do their job. We're going to help them do their job. We're going to support them with great coaches, great organization. And then, you know, when they're off, they're off. We want these young men to enjoy themselves in the Bay Area, have a good time, engage with the community and then live their life and build their life. You know, this is part of the process. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get, you're molding you're molding more than just football players in this world. And of course, with these guys too, the the shortened schedule um, and the fact that uh, you know this isn't uh, the NFL millions, so some of them have to go back and do other things and and interact with the the community to make uh, the rest of the season um, you know livable for them. So they probably should make good roots where they're at, so that way they can continue the process while they're in the off season. Oh, yeah, you're right. In fact, um, one of the things that, that is big on what we're going to do is after the Panther home games, uh, it's about a 15, 20-minute break, you know, do the media interviews and let the players kind of decompress. Then the staff is going to set up tables on the field, and the fans come down onto the field after the game, and they can take pictures or uh, get autographs from their favorite players. It's going to be fantastic. I love it. I was going to tell you to make another pitch for the the team, but you've already made the entire thing a pitch. So uh, if you had one last thing to leave with the listeners just to get uh, everybody riled up and, and, and fired up for this Oakland Panther season, go ahead and, and, and boil it all down to uh, your elevator pitch, I suppose. Sure, sure. Yeah, I want the fans to know that um, the best thing about the Oakland Panthers in the IFL in its inaugural season 2020 is that it's family friendly pro football fans are going to be engaged right down at the field level all the way up through the face of the bowl all the way around they're going to have an experience unlike anything else and we are going to be there for you this is oakland's team this is the bay area's team and we aren't going anywhere i love it i I can't think of a better way for us to end our conversation with you coach again folks this is going to be an exciting adventure and the fact that Everybody's going to be so accessible. I mean, you'll get to meet the head coach. You'll get to meet the players that you love. You you get to own this team uh, more so than you'll any, ever get to own another sports team in your life because these players will be, you know, recognizable faces and not just folks that are up on your TV screen. So, coach, I want to thank you immensely for spending your time with us and for talking to us and for getting us uh, all set for Oakland Panthers football coming up. Well, thank you so much, and stay tuned. We've got a lot of big uh, signees coming up that will be announced in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Where can they find you on social media? Um, so, obviously, through the Panthers website, and then they can go to uh, kurtbryan.blogspot.com. And then as far as the other stuff goes, I let the team handle all that, the Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. The team handles all that. Absolutely. And, again, catch him on YouTube interviewing all the new signees. You definitely don't want to miss it. Coach, once again, thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks so much. So last week we revealed the schedule, but this week let's take a little closer look at what that schedule actually means and as far as what uh, the standings were from last season because I will tell you right now that the the first part of the schedule that we are are up against is is a little bit rough and I'll tell you why right now. So as we said in the beginning or as we said last week, um, our first game of the season is at home against the Iowa Barnstormers. So uh, you know, and, and we just talked about how to watch that and and how to get tickets for that. So uh, make sure if you skipped ahead to coach's interview, go back and listen to that first part. I'll tell you about the tickets. So anyways, uh, the Barnstormers coming to town and they are they were 12 and 2 last season, right? These guys were right up there uh, about to fight for the cup. So um, they were one of the teams in the mix. So you definitely know that uh, that they're going to be coming in pretty hard to start the season because they are perennial um, 
championship contenders. So we get to start with a pretty big test uh, right out of the gate in, in the young existence of this. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, the Duke City Gladiators uh, come to town that next week. They're brand new, uh, but still have a, a pretty good uh, roster coming together. So you definitely can't take them for granted, even though they are brand new. And then we go up against the Arizona Rattlers, who, man, like 14-0. and 0 last year they were undefeated until they lost uh in the in the actual championship game so we know that these guys are coming to play um they are now mad and they're an old franchise right so they're they've they've gone through uh the the arena football league they've they've done some damage in the indoor football league so uh just like iowa the iowa barnstormers are perennial championship contenders arizona every year is in that conversation so two of three games we are playing uh absolute championship caliber teams so it is going to be a huge huge uphill battle those first couple of games uh, again something i think we're up to the task uh in, in listening to coach talk about the innovations and uh and the players that they're signing and the way they're tackling this this league um you know it's definitely doable so it's just going to be you know we'll have to prove ourselves early against some really good teams uh and then of course we go away to New Mexico uh, to play Duke City again. And then we play in San Diego, uh, where San Diego last season was 1-13. So, again, but here's the thing. Every year is a different year, right? But, I mean, 1-13, so it's not, I'm not going to say it's a soft part of the schedule, but San Diego um, certainly has some redemption to, to try to prove this season. Um, of course, then we play Green Bay, which uh, was again at the top of the the heap. They were nine and five. They were in fourth place in the league overall, as far as records were concerned. Um, so a pretty good test there for us. And then uh, then we take on the Bucks, and the Bucks, you know, they they're brand new. Oh, I'm sorry, they're not brand new. They're two and they were two and twelve. So we get a couple of uh, you know one and 13, 2 and twelve teams uh, in there in the middle of it. Uh, and then we take on the Spokane Shock. So we don't have anything for them because they are brand new. Uh, but again, you know, the first part of that season, the first few games are, are going to be a, a very huge um, mark as to, to what this team is going to look like and what they're going to, to be going forward. Um, and again, it's something that I think that uh, that's going to be able to I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be watching a lot of really, really good teams coming out of the bat. And it's going to be a great introduction to those folks who have not watched uh, indoor football before because you're going to see some teams that have some great records and have some great history uh, right off the bat. And I think if you if you aren't hooked as an indoor football fan uh, after those first you know three or four games, uh, you probably won't be hooked at all. But I, I have a really good feeling that you're going to enjoy the product and that you're going to see, uh, like I said, championship caliber teams take the field um, in, in, in two of those first three games. So definitely, definitely try to get out to at least one, if not all three of those games and, and check it out because I guarantee you, you're going to see some high quality indoor football action um, and, and, and you're going to get hooked. You're just going to want to continue to go back for the rest of the games that you um, haven't bought tickets for. And hopefully you do buy season tickets. Hopefully you support this team enough to, to put down uh, a full season ticket um, and, and, you know, enjoy 
all the games um, that are coming to town. So, uh, all right, just wanted to, to just kind of give you a quick uh, rundown of, of where everybody fell uh, in our where who we're playing. Uh, but if you want a full list of the standings, actually, if you go to goifl.com slash landing slash index, um, if you scroll down to about eh, the middle of the, the middle of the page, uh, you'll see where the standings were from last season. Um, you know, like I said, the Rattlers were 14 and 0, Iowa 12 and 2, Sioux Falls Storm uh, 11 and 3, Green Bay was 9 and 5, the Nebraska Danger was 7 and 7, Tucson Sugar Skulls, never going to say that right. Ever, uh, they were seven and seven. Quad City Steam Wheelers were six and eight. Bismarck Bucks were two and twelve. Cedar Rapids River Kings were one and thirteen. As were the San Diego Strike Force, uh, one and thirteen as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, again, there, there's going to be a lot to prove, uh, obviously, for a, a brand new franchise. But uh, we're going up against some good teams, and, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, all right, that's all I got for the show. I'm glad that uh, we had a chance to to talk to Coach, and uh, yeah. So we'll close out the show. And that'll bring to close yet another episode of the Indoor Cats podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for for supporting the show uh, that is so barely brand new, just like the team. I want to say a huge thank you to the head football coach, Kurt Bryan, for spending some time and talking Panthers with us. I, I can't tell you. The uh, just how how great it is that this organization has been so open and, and so uh, willing to allow coaches and players to come on the show for you guys, uh, because again, not we don't get that much access in other sports. I mean, this is this is almost so new to a lot of people that they get to t- hear and listen to these these folks on podcasts like ours, um, and and it's just a great great thing. Thanks to David Edelman who who is. Uh, been so clutch in, in helping me get this and it's like I said with the, the support of the team it only helps you and it only helps us become fans even more because um, it's, it's just so hard not to cheer for a team that you have as much access to as, as you do uh, right here right now so um, thanks to both of those guys and, and I look forward to having more coming up so uh, anyways find out all the information about ticket sales again it's happening December 11th all the tickets are on sale Find out more on the website, uh, follow them on Twitter, um, you know, and, and keep up to date on that. So, uh, all right, next week we'll have a lot more to talk about as we get closer to the season, uh, maybe another interview or two. Um, but yeah, I'm just so excited. Can't wait for the season to get started. I cannot wait for it to already get here. So, uh, all right, that's it. And uh, until next week, I hope you can hear us roar. <laughs>